Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip. Hope you're doing all right. Just another day, right? Well, it's another day of craziness in this crazy world. Um, Title of our thing is Foolishness. How many of you see foolishness going on around here? You know, I <clears throat> I know what's hap- it happens around me, and you know the places I the places I haunt. You know, there's foolishness going on, and but you know, you don't really hear people come right out, and they don't come in a church and tell you that you're crazy or that you know. Stuff ain't real, and it's made up. But you might run into it if you get out somewhere and some circle of friends or a bar or something, you might get people who talk back about Christianity. But but today, social media, it seems like the more I turn around, the more I see people having to justify themselves. And, you know, for one, I get so mad at seeing that on, on social media, seeing people justify themselves. Um, two, you shouldn't give... These naysayers, the time of day, the benefit, the the privilege of a platform, you shouldn't give them that opportunity. You're giving you're giving attention to the devil. But um where I'm going with this is I've seen people defending Christ and the Bible um to the naysayers and you know it's okay to go on tiktok or instagram or whatever platform you have and and share a bible message and you know talk about what god's done for you or what he's done in your life or how he's put people in your path all those things are great they're they're great to to help people, but when you get people that come on there and they talk about a religion's fake or, you know, God's fake and you don't know what you're talking about and, oh, you're another one of those believers and <clears throat> you're just, they're, they're trolls. They're, they're social media trolls and you're just feeding into the hype of the negative. And, you know, some people... Some people, you're, well, mostly these people, you are never going to accomplish a thing by debating with them. Matter of fact, the Bible says to avoid foolish debates. Uh, You're not accomplishing a thing. Now, that's not to say that if you're at work or you're at, at a cafe or somewhere and you and your friends are discussing the Bible, 
Say there's four of you sitting at a table, and all four of you have a somewhat similar belief. But you're debating the intimate workings of the religion or baptism or, you know, the the Trinity. That's okay to to debate, to educate each other, to talk. But when it becomes obsessive and you've lost your bearing and you become combative, then you're losing your effectiveness. Now, if you look at our world, our government, now in the United States, that is, now I know there's people all over the world listening to me, but in the United States, our religious rights are being stripped away. They're, They're taking things away slowly and... You know, they, people like AOC and her group, the um, congressmen that are Christian haters, they've gained a foothold and they're using their platform to strip away our Christian rights. And then there's pastors that are afraid that if they don't, if they do speak up, then they're going to lose their nonprofit status. Well, <laughs> what's more important, losing your nonprofit status or losing your eternity status? You know, I think Christ, I know Christ, demands that we be a witness and a light and, and, uh, but I don't think he's going to be too kind to people that just roll over and take what people are giving them because I don't want to cause trouble. I just I just don't see that working out very good for you. So as always, I got to looking at some scriptures. and My buddy Bird sent me one this morning and we're talking about another thing and this preacher we were listening to and how he was saying that he let his life experiences lead him and it felt good to him that it was right and it was okay and approved by God and what he was talking about this guy his name was Harry Knox and he was he is or was a preacher and he was debating uh Gino Jennings, he was talking about homosexuality, how it was okay, it was right, because it felt good. Well, I hate to tell you people, I've talked about it before, this is feel-good theology people are practicing, and that's not what it's about. Jesus plainly told us things weren't allowed. He reiterated things in the Old Testament that weren't allowed. But people today want to turn everything around and say, oh, Jesus is a God of love, and he would approve this. Well, if if Jesus was a God of love, and he approved homosexuality and transgender and all this stuff, and nothing else mattered, why do we have so many books in the New Testament? Why don't we just have a, 
a paragraph that says Jesus came and he was born in Bethlehem and he started his ministry and he said, I'm a God of love and everything goes and let's all sing Kumbaya and, and you know, just live however you want to live because love conquers all and it's okay. And that would have been it. That would have been it. There wouldn't have been no crucifixion. Matter of fact, that guy you're talking about, he did come and he did live and he did die, but I think you're more talking about Gandhi when you're saying, love everything, bang your little chimes on your fingers and smell your incense and this love and peace, that's that's Gandhi. Jesus had certain, certain rules. We're to repent of our sins. If he's asking you to repent of your sin, how can you say he's a God of love that overlooks homosexuality, transgender, and murder, and rape, and incest, and pedophilia. How can you say that all that's okay? Well, another thing that a lot of people don't believe, especially the Catholic Church, was Jesus had a couple of brothers. Jude and James were two of them. And Jude wrote a book, and it's in the Bible. It's actually called the book of Jude, and it's right before Revelation. And he says in there in 1 Jude 16, These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust. And they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you, that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions not having the Spirit. You know, the Bible tells us to test all things by the Spirit. And he says there, they say what they want and they don't have the Spirit. Well, and then Paul, he writes another epistle to the church of Corinth. And in 1 Corinthians 18, this verse goes right along with what I just read in Jude. He says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Amen. To us being saved, it is the power of God. The message of the cross. People don't want to believe in the message of the cross. They want to do whatever they want to do. They want to have sex with whoever they want to, however, whenever. They want to corrupt the image of man and woman that God made and Turn it into something else. They say that 
And, you know, California passed a law, it's okay to have sex with a child if he's not but so many years older or younger or whatever. It's like the age difference matters, right? A kid's a kid. But that just goes to show you California, what's going on out there? Our world is upside down. I just... I don't understand. I don't understand. Grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts. They mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. You know, that sounds like a politician to me. Sounds like those people up there in Washington that are serving their own purpose. They've forgotten about the people that put them in office. They've been up there 40 and 50 years. Impeaching presidents, taking away our rights, serving their own agendas. And they sure, sure do not have your best interest at heart. And if Christ is in their life, we will step out on a limb here. He is in the vocabulary that they use, not in their heart. You know, <laughs> the angels of the Lord said, well, God told... <clears throat> Told Jacob, if there was ten good people, he wouldn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Just ten. And you know, I dare to say you'd find, you'd be pushed to find ten good people in D.C. Now you might have some, you might have some politicians up there that are better than others. The lesser of the evils. But I'm telling you. I really don't believe that we've got ten. God-fearing. Christ-believing. Believing the cross. Repentant of their sins. Cleansed in the blood <clears throat> will fall on their sword for Christ, Christians, in D.C. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But the Bible also says you will know a tree by its fruit. And I don't care how hard you rattle the tree in D.C., Ain't nothing going to fall out of that tree but pine cones. They look pretty, but they stick you. <clears throat> I don't...
don't know what's happening to our world. God don't God don't tell me what he's got planned. He doesn't tell me where things are going. But I don't think from the way things look that he's very happy with what's going on right there. Matter of fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he hadn't put the clothes sign on the door and gone on vacation. People, we need to be praying. If you are praying, we need to be praying for our country, praying for our loved ones, praying for our children. You know, I was talking to somebody today, what kind of country is it even going to be a country when my grandchildren are grown? Are they even going to have any rights? Is there going to be churches or will they have to preach what the government tells them to preach? These are sad days that we live in. Just uh, lift this country up in prayer and pray for your loved ones, pray for your family. Remember to try and do good every chance that you get. And this is Pastor Chip. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Keep the faith, people. Keep the faith and keep doing good. God bless.